Get Brian Mudd. Download your iHeartRadio app and turn up News Radio 610 WIOD. to wear those masks. I mean, please take care of them. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, that bully, that abuser, that bad, bad man. I mean, the way that news media lost their minds yesterday after the governor ended up uh, making that statement to some high school students. You would have thought that he was Putin. In fact, I, I dare say that it would not be a unanimous vote on who the, the bigger bad man is. If you had uh, state, national, or even international polling done of news reporters between DeSantis and Putin. I mean, it is just hilarious how over the top and desperate some people are. But you can see what people are made of each and every day in your news media through stories like that. Oh, by the way... Since largely what DeSantis was actually there to do was not covered, but instead just DeSantis' bad bully man. Um, what he was actually there doing was announcing $20 million for cybersecurity education program development, largely aimed at creating the next generation of white hat hackers. So, anyway, but, but you know, bad man DeSantis. Joining us, talking about what's going on in the uh, state session, state representative from Lighthouse Point, Chip Lamarca. Chip, how you doing? You don't have a mask on, do you? I do not have a mask on. Nobody, as a matter of fact, I think out of 120 members in the chamber right now, there might be three masks. <laughs> Dare I ask it's, you to name names? <laughs> nah, well, you, you, you can watch the Florida channel for that. But, you know, it, this, one of the things you, I was listening to your comment about uh, what happened at the University of South Florida yesterday, and it wasn't high school. These were college students, and one of them hails from my district, uh, Gary Ruderman. He he kind of walked in with a tie on, no mask on, and uh, I just you know, I thought it was I, I when I saw that I, I just couldn't believe immediately the secretary of or the commissioner uh, of agriculture and another member of the house who's running for the senate immediately went to him attacking high school kids. First of all, they're college students, and if they don't want to wear a mask or they do want to wear a mask, I don't you know I, I just I I didn't think that was the story. You, like you mentioned, twenty million dollars for. Cybersecurity was the, was the topic of the of the you know the meeting, and that wasn't even covered. So it's disappointing. Well, that is cute, Chip, and that's a that's a good little addendum because I did find it odd that since it was at USF, they were high school students. I always think is well, maybe they were like seniors or something that were you know getting ready to go to USF. So even that part of it was was falsely reported. I, I can't say I'm surprised. All right, so no. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of big stuff that that's going on. Obviously, we're in the home stretch mm-hmm. of the session. You've got to hammer out the budget uh, with the the Senate at this point. In addition to congressional redistricting, um, what else are you working on right now in the House? Well, I've got uh, you know we, we've got some still have some uh, pretty uh, important bills up. I've got two bills today, for example, and you know so those are ones for the Department of Financial Services. Another one is to Kind of bring uh, a more efficient, uh, independent process to building inspections and and that type of thing. Kind of you know, kind of the things that affect everyday life. But we are actually debating on the uh, the Senate uh, Senate version of the congressional maps, and so that's probably going to take place for at least the next hour, hour and a half. And then uh, you know, we have some other other issues up. But to your point, yeah, there's a lot going on here in the last uh, probably seven days. We've got five days next week and the last two this week. So uh, the the budget is 
pretty much the, the top issue, and uh, we've gotten through some pretty big, uh, uh, you know, legislative issues already. Yeah, I got a couple things, uh, a couple follow-ups to what you're just talking about, but uh, what mm-hmm. I, I do want to to drill back down on is there any more guidance from the governor if you're getting ready to to go ahead and and uh, vote on that Senate map, and, and I'm guessing it's going to be in the affirmative if you're taking this vote. Mm-hmm. Is there an indication from the governor as to where he stands? Because, of course, he's, you know, signaling he might not be on board with it. Yeah, look, I, if I can, you know, listen in the hallways here and, and then, uh, you know, conversations with folks, it seems like he is not supporting the maps that, are, that come over from the Senate for us and could have the, uh, you know, obviously it's his, his right at the end of the day to veto uh, any bill, and this is technically a, a bill, so he could basically uh, veto this the congressional maps and, and uh, you know, appeal to the higher courts. And I know, I know that uh, he's already kind of uh, brought forward what, what his uh, what his opinions are, and you know, it's all part of the process. I, I respect the fact that that his uh, his team is is looking at it. And I don't know that uh, another governor in the you know, ten years ago uh, might might have had a you know their, their folks uh, put together something like that. But uh, obviously, it's something something interests him, and you know, we'll do our thing, and we'll see where he is with it. Chip, what I've tried to figure out is, are we in a situation to where, having seen what happened a decade ago, what ultimately ended up in, in a bit of a debacle where the, the map that was settled on was thrown out in the courts, League of Women Voters, mm-hmm. they end up having their map adopted. Is, is there a case where perhaps the state legislature is erring on the side of maybe being too cautious, uh, whereas the governor has a point? Or is it that the governor is just willing to fight that battle and damn the the torpedoes and see where this thing goes. Look, I think the the House and Senate maps, the state house and state Senate maps that we voted on already, uh, for example, those those already went to the governor. I, I think they were pretty uh I think the process in, in creating those I'm not on the, I was not on the redistricting committee, but I think they were uh cautious <laughs> to say the least. I mean, they we followed uh the the rule the uh the uh constitutional amendments that uh, passed amendments 5 and 6 uh, fair districts and, and all that. Now, as far as the congressional map, which you're talking about now, I do think the latter is the case. I think the governor is willing to have that fight. Well, it's going to be interesting to see these developments, and we'll wait that vote coming up in just a little bit that you are previewing. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, legislation you sponsored on building inspections. One conversation I had recently with a South Florida building official is that we got real problems in the state right now because there aren't enough board members uh, on the state board to gain consensus uh, to to be able to move forward with uh, needed proposals in real time. Um, what what does your legislation aim to do? And do we have a budding uh, you know crisis within building departments across our state because of um, you know de- deficiencies at the state level? Well, so our, our bill aims to allow uh, private providers. So there, there are uh, people who work in the private sector that are engineers and. Uh, Building, building contractors, people who work in the building services world on the on the private side, and this would allow them to be trained by certified building officials and uh, in in what it takes to actually do these inspections, so that you don't have everybody everybody doesn't have to wait for uh, the same inspectors to come out. For example, maybe the city of Fort Lauderdale, there's too many projects going on. This would allow more efficiencies. It'll get signed off by the, the building official at the end of the day anyway, uh, and they're trained by them. But with the the concern is, and you bring up a good point. The concern is. Um, and I sat on a, a, a board back with the county commission to to look at this. There's not a whole lot of people going into the world of uh, building plans examiners, building uh, you know, permit uh, permit code services, that type of thing, because there's quite honestly in the private sector there's more 
opportunity financially for someone to go into the building uh, and construction and development world and, and be on the private side. So we've got to figure out a way to, to make sure that we don't basically end up with people who are at the tail end of their career uh, in, in all these building departments. And, you know, they have all, they have the knowledge, but we've got to figure out a way that they can pass some of that on to younger folks and, and kind of get those, those vacancies filled because just as, just as there are vacancies in other, other areas of, uh, you know, the construction world, if, if you can't get a project, uh, inspected and closed out, then, then you can't actually sell it or, or move folks into it if it's a commercial pro- uh, project. Got it. Uh, Chip, my opinion here, um, of anything the state legislature has been deficient on in, in recent years, and in my mind, it's property insurance reform. We know the effort mm-hmm. last year dumped in the courts. The Senate, earlier this week, ended up passing through final committee. It's going before a full Senate vote. A pretty meaningful piece of, of reform legislation, I think, there are differences with what sits in the House. I know there's not a lot of time left in this session. Is there a commitment by the House to engage with the Senate in meaningful reform before the session's up? You know, I I can't speak for the you know Speaker of the House or you know the House in general, but as a as a member of the Florida House of Representatives, I would certainly not only would I do that, I would stay I would stay here as long as it took to get something done because that's one of the biggest issues we're hearing from back at home. And and quite honestly, I you know I was dropped by my carrier. Last year, got moved to Citizens, and you know you're back out in the, you know they they don't want to keep as many policies they have there, and, and it just I mean someone sees a uh, a renewal notice, it's 25, 30 percent higher, and you know we talk about small things that affect a family. I mean a, a three or four thousand dollar increase on a policy, or you know even a thousand dollars, it's a big deal. So I think it's something that's, that definitely resonates uh, for everybody who's you know living in specifically South Florida, but state of Florida, obviously, but South Florida, we've got our issues with everything from windstorm and other uh, flooding issues. So it's, it's a big issue. I sincerely hope that it is taken up. Uh, you're correcting your assessment for sure. Uh, one more for you real quick. Your name's come up quite mm-hmm. a bit with Ted Deutsch retiring. Your thoughts? Uh, well, so we're, we're looking at it. I mean, I, I uh, did a pretty deep dive at this in, in 2012 uh, when Ted Deutsch and Lois Frankel were kind of switching seats, uh, and I was on the county commission, I decided at that time uh, that while well, a Republican primary uh, was, was was attainable, uh, you know, just we looked at it, I just got on the county commission. So this is a little, a little different time now. My wife and I are both looking at it and certainly uh, kind of running through it with my team. And uh, if it's an opportunity, even if you know people said, well, it's a plus seven or eight or nine Democrat seat, I said, well, the county commission was a plus nine Democrat seat. So I'm not I'm not worried about the numbers so much. Just making a decision whether it's the right time for my my wife and I. And uh, you know we're we're uh, we're not spring chickens anymore. So we can go to you know, if the if the job took us to D.C. Then then that's where it takes us. So uh, definitely looking at it and uh, look forward to making a decision here after session. Good talking with you. Appreciate it, Chip. You too, Brian. Thank you, State Rep. Chip Lamarcom. Be right back here at the Brian Mud Show. He's ready to go six ten WIOD. 